We're in a sermon series entitled, Finding Peace in a Stressful World. I hope your world is not too stressful. I hope your week was not too stressful, but I do so also hope that uh, this passage of Scripture and the sermon series has spoken to you uh, during, this, during these weeks of the summer. We shared early on that 77% of Americans regularly experience physical symptoms caused by stress. Stress has a major impact upon our body, upon our minds, with things like Headaches and chest pain and nausea and dizziness and loss of energy and loss of sleep and all kind of stomach issues. That means this morning that eight out of ten worshipers in this sanctuary are experiencing some kind of physical symptom due to stress. Let me recap for you very quickly. We began by asking, why do we need a shepherd? And we gave four answers. Because life is stressful. Because we're like sheep. Because the shepherd gives incredible peace. And because He is God, and we are not. We think we can manage our lives, but no, we need to rely on God to manage our lives. And then we talked about choosing contentment. I shall not want because of who God is and what God does for His sheep. And then two weeks ago, we looked at the leadership of the shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me uh, beside the still waters. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. We we, uh, talked about His leadership. God leads us because He knows the way. He is our guide. Listen to this statement. The sheep didn't need to know where the green pastures or still waters were. All it needed to know was where the shepherd was. Because the shepherd leads us. And God does the same for us. We simply need to follow His leadership. We need to be disciplined and and faithful to follow. God knows how and why and where to lead us. And then as we seek peace in a stressful world, we've had three major takeaways so far. You cannot know the peace of the shepherd until you know the shepherd who gives peace. So we need to come to Jesus. We said regarding contentment that what we have in God is greater than what we don't have in life. That's Max Licato, Licato. Then regarding the shepherd's leadership, we said two weeks ago that the greatest key to finding peace in this stressful world is to submit to the leadership of the one who is in charge. The one who is in charge of our life. The one who is in charge of life itself. And that brings us to verse 4. As we think about the valley experiences. Understanding the valley. That's our topic this morning. What do we need to understand when 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 we find ourselves in the valley? Well, first of all, the valley is the place where God becomes real to us. Note the end of verse 3. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. For His name's sake. The paths of righteousness refers to God's way, God's path of holy living, a, a result of which is total Obedience. If we're living life the way God wants us to live life, if we're, if we're obeying His command to be holy as I am holy, then that's going to result in, in total obedience. That's going to result in living a life that pleases Him. We just need to follow Him. So why does He do this? For His name's sake. This refers to who God is in His nature. He is good. He knows what's best. He does what's best. He always looks out for His sheep. God displays the glory of His grace and His character as He deals with us, His children. He knows sin is never best for us. So He leads us in the paths of righteousness. Now notice something as we move from verse 3 to verse 4. Notice what changes here. 
the psalmist moves from third person to first person. He moves from talking about God to talking to God. Does the change in pronouns possibly have anything to do with David's valley experience? David got down in the valley, and suddenly God became even more real to him and even more personal to him. Isn't it interesting that as God leads and as His sheep obediently follows, sometimes we have to go through the valley to get to the green grass and to get to the still waters? Sometimes green pastures and still waters are found in the valley. And sometimes they're found on the other side of the valley. Let's think quickly about four facts about valleys. First of all, no believer is exempt from valleys. That's what Mike was saying in his sermon last week. Trials come to every one of us. That's part of life. That's part of living life in this world. David's valley was the valley of the shadow of death. Not death itself, but the shadow of death. He's speaking of what brings fear to our life. Shadows are fearful because we can't see clearly what is ahead. Shadows block our, our vision, and we don't light the dark, do we? Because we, we don't know what danger lurks out there. We don't know what danger is right around that, that corner where we can't see. Do you recall our definition of stress that we shared first off? Fearful concern experienced when life's demands seem greater than our ability to meet them. That's the definition of stress that we've been working with. Fear brings stress, doesn't it? We fear what we may or what may or may not happen. And you remember those scriptures we looked at recently, of course, John 16, 33, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Those are the words of Jesus. 1 Peter 4, 12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing as though something strange was happening to you. And then 2, Peter, chapter, or 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. The Amplified Bible defines difficult times as, as times of great stress and times of great trouble. No one is exempt. Every one of us faces those stressful times. But not only that, second, no one is alone in the valley. What did David say? I will fear no evil. Why could he say that? Because you are with me. He's speaking to God there. He's saying, you are with me. When the sheep was afraid, what did the sheep do? What do sheep do? Do they panic? Do they let their minds run away with evil thoughts? No, they look up and they spot their shepherd And suddenly all their fears are abolished, all their fears diminish, all their fears are eliminated, and they're filled with the peace because they see their shepherds standing right there with them, watching over them. Listen, God's presence always brings peace. God's presence always brings strength to endure those stressful times and to persevere through the pain that life brings. Do you know what distinguishes us as followers of Christ? Not the absence of stressors in our life, not the absence of valleys, what makes us unique is the unshakable presence of God's peace in the middle of whatever valley experience we find ourselves in. 
We have God's peace because we have God's presence. And God never abandons His sheep. Third, every valley has a purpose to teach us, to refine us, to, to polish up our rough edges, to, to, uh, to, to grow us spiritually. God does not allow stress and difficulties into our lives to hurt us. He's not trying to hurt us. He's trying to refine us and to grow us and to draw us closer to Him. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 read, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while. Do you catch that? If need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Just as gold is purified and refined in the fire, so are we. And so is our faith. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger, doesn't it? And that's what God's doing. He's not trying to kill us. He's trying to make us stronger. Fourth, every valley has an exit. David says he walks through the valley. He doesn't camp out in the valley. He doesn't reside in the valley. But he does pass through the valley. Now mark this down. No matter how long you've been in your valley, no valley experience lasts forever. This too shall pass. And it came to pass. Keep walking. Keep trusting. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep moving forward. Keep the faith. And eventually this too shall pass. Let me ask you something. You find yourself in the valley this morning? Are you in one of those testing times this week maybe, this, this month? Remember these four truths. No one is exempt from the valley. No one is alone in the valley. Every valley has a purpose, and every valley has an exit. But not only that, second, our valley experiences give God opportunity to demonstrate His faithfulness. When we find ourselves in the valley, we can count on God to demonstrate His faithfulness. In His faithfulness, what does God give to us? Well, He gives us comfort. For you are with me. This is the heart of this psalm. The presence of God. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. There, there is a debate among Hebrew scholars about whether David refers to two distinct instruments or to one instrument used in two different ways. One was used to defend the sheep if predators surfaced and appeared. The other was used to, to gently prod the sheep, to direct the sheep, to keep them on the right path, to, to steer them in the right direction. Especially in the valley of the shadow of death, David was comforted by God's protection and even by God's discipline. Discipline promotes security, right? Parents, listen, don't forget your role as, as, as dis persons who dispense discipline. Because discipline shows that you care about how your kids turn out. And you love your kids and you're trying to, trying to steer them in the right direction. Discipline promotes security. Discipline shows a sheep that the shepherd loves him. So he gives comfort. But not only that, moving very quickly because we're going to come back to verses 5 and 6 next week. God gives preparation. God gives His presence. God gives His 
place. He gives preparation, presence, and place. We have an eternal place to dwell in because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. If we know Jesus Christ as our Savior, if we've come to that point in our life and we've received the free gift of eternal life and we know for certain we're going to heaven when we die, then we can be secure. We have that place to dwell in forever because of what Jesus did. He conquered death. He rose from the dead. And this morning, we come to another table, the Lord's table. And we remember obediently, as Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, what Jesus did to secure our forgiveness and to give us a place in heaven.